Very interesting topics today with Amy and Melissa, and maybe even more. Do, 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 do. Special, sweet, and curly darling. Curly darling! How is ya? Yeah, I mean, it was an honest question, and you deserve an honest answer. Oh, boy. I might. Oh, boy. I might. You? All right. I guess I'm good. I'm going to go with good. I'm going to say good. Do you still have a full house? No. Super no. That's also no. Okay. You had posted (laughs) on some social media platform that your kids were... The teens were home and fighting over like the last portion of broccolini. And I thought, wait, what? Whose life is this? Yes, I have two teens who are in the domicile always. And the third teen, who is still a teen gang, is away at college and uh, has returned away to college. Took him back on Friday. Away with you. Away with you. So the remainders were here and they weren't even arguing over what was left. They were arguing over who had a larger portion because they wanted to make sure that they each got their appropriate allotment of the broccolini. And I'm like, first, we can make more broccolini. Let's start let's start with there's always more broccolini. And second, how have I stumbled into this Shangri La where these junior gentlemen are now feisty over vegetables? I love it. A super once and more. It is it. pretty great. That it was, was great. It, I don't get many high points. N- not many gold stars in this in this gig. But you made it well because broccolini is gross. So you made it well. And again, like you told me with the beach house, proof of concept. Uh, it's you- an even bigger proof of concept because I be honest, which is my go-to. Anyway, I love when people say, can I be honest with you? Because I uh, always am. What were you like, yesterday? I know. Right. It's like, nope, I prefer the lion. Can you go back to that? So Sometimes. I didn't even make it. It wasn't even me. It was under my tutelage. It was my recipe, my technique, and directive. But this was my husband making the broccolini. He was just making it the way I make it. That's it. I was making the garlic bread and the homemade blue cheese salad, which fucking rocked to the point where they all ate the blue cheese salad, and they never before have ever once agreed to eat blue cheese. They tried it. I didn't ask them to try it. I didn't tell them it was blue cheese. I just made a salad with some homemade blue cheese dressing. And I sort of was quiet about it. So I think they think I was just making a Caesar. And they were like, man, this is really good. Like, they're just chowing down on it, eating more. That fucking chunks of Roquefort in there. And I'm like, yep, that stinky feet moldy shit, eat it up. Yes. Is that the key uh, to not Lying? tell your children what yeah. they're eating? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're. it's a lie by omission. It's a <laughs> just fucking eat it. Well, in fairness, when I make a salad... Most of the time to serve them, when I make a salad for myself, I rarely put dressing on it at all. It's about just the assembled vegetable and fruit ingredients. And I like it. Tastes good. That's what I like. When I make it for them, I do put dressing on it. And a lot of times I will use the dressing as a kind of um, wetting ingredient. And then I douse the whole thing with cheese. Wetting? With Parmesan cheese. So So the whole thing is basically like... Is this garlic bread? Oh, wait, that's lettuce. Okay, let's keep eating it. It's delicious, crunchy. So in this case, it was so heavy. Was that a Sunday night dinner? Was that a... It was just last night's dinner, but yes, it happened to be Sunday, if today is Monday. Correct. That's what it was. We've been bringing in a lot. We have been doing that so much. A lot, yeah. That I have completely outsourced the job of any kind of cooking, and it makes me sad but also it's kind of a why wouldn't I right it's kind of a thing where well because it's what you do it's part of your identity cooking and enjoying I do love doing all of that stuff and I also at some point recognize it's a huge investment of my time like I never thought of it that way because I benefit from it and I enjoy it and it's it's you don't usually I mean is brushing your teeth a huge investment I'm trying to pick something else that benefits you brushing your teeth doesn't take very long Cooking and shopping for cooking the way I do it takes a long time. It does. And when I stop doing it, I eat like shit, but I have a lot more time. 
to enjoy that shit. <laughs> to play, hey, wait, to play fishdom? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to take a moment to recognize you for your achievements in the world of fishdom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dearest <laughs> listener, those of you who heard Amy describe her favorite and for, I would say, eight seconds, the only app she could identify on a previous episode. Ah. Fishdom is her fave. And she completed a level on Fishdom <laughs> that only point zero something it percent. Was, it of- was point one four percent of all players worldwide. It's become probably like gambling is to addicts. Oh no! It's become probably like video games to all humans, primarily teens. It's probably become like Lego to somebody who is neurodivergent, for some reason, I combination, it's kind of like smoking, I think. When I play this game, I get a little bit of a lift, like a relaxation ping, like, ooh, this feels good, and I like it. I'm entertained, and I'm happy. But I also get a complete zone out. My mind is turned off. So it's kind of like a nap. Like you get the the peace and the relaxation of the nap. Yeah. You get the zip and zing of doing something that's actually fun. And at the end of each one of these little, you know, pew, 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 kind of a levels, it seeds the idea. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Dear so listener, my brain what is do like, you uh-huh, have uh-huh, in, uh-huh, uh-huh, in uh-huh. your life that does this for you? Uh, Amy and I do play little games on our phones. I have to tell you, when you relate it to smoking, I think back to games that I was playing that I was a little too, well, I'll go sit down and play that. I delete the app. Yeah, I thought about that. But then every I thought, once I'm in a while, <laughs> I will get caught up in a game and realize it is taking up too much of my time. It's no longer that little escape. It's like, I've been on the toilet and I can't feel my legs, so I'm here too long and it's time to delete this app. And I do. I delete an app, I would say, every other month. You find that- you find enough of your technological friends every other month you get sucked into something? I don't find things that suck me into this way. No, I'll play it for it's a little while and in. I'm like, I'll okay, play. I'm fucking sick of you. Get away. I know you've yeah. been playing Fishtum for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It got me through COVID. In a bad way. There were entire days. <laughs> bad way. Well, there were entire days where I would turn off the news. I would go sit on the porch outside and just really try to focus on I'm safe. There's fresh breeze out here. We have a house. We have food in the house. Like things that I didn't even believe. I was trying to convince myself that these things were true. You know, we're going to be fine. Everybody's healthy. It's okay. Eat this fish. Like, I just kept playing the fishdom, playing the fishdom, playing. The, and it's a stupid, mindless, dumb, unskilled game. It's not anything that anyone should play. But for some reason, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's almost like I'm sitting here saying, I really like watching the Psychic Network. Or, I mean, I don't know. There's somebody on Netflix now who's a medium, which I think is like a psychic. Yeah. Which really is sort of just sort of a I think like a spiritual on. con man where they, you know, it's it's basically, it's kind of like a multi-level marketing scheme where they just want to, they, they want you to pay them so they can deliver some nominal goods or service to you. I mean, they're delivering something. They're delivering hope. They're delivering connection. They're delivering, I don't want to say entertainment. They're telling a story to you that... It's definitely you entertainment. We aids went you together. in processing your emotion, all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I know that's not, I know that's not real. It's like riding a roller coaster. I mean, I know that this is not, I'm not getting anywhere. It's not transportation. It's just fun. So I don't know. When you were sitting out on your porch and playing your games and meditating with the, the verbiage of everything's okay, I remind it reminded me of a comment that I heard someone say. I've been, you know, I'm on TikTok, but not posting, just completely voyeuristically. Mm, you're absorbing. on TikTok like I'm on Fishdom. Yes, <laughs> correct. And uh, I've started following Cory Booker. Now, is I that don't know why if- he's in my fucking iPod? What's it called? Is that why he's in my? Why can't I use the word podcast thing? He's in. He shows up here all the time, and like you know. might also like. Anyway, go I don't ahead. know, but he um. 
he's been doing some inspirational TikToks. And I don't know if he was your candidate when it came around time for primary season. I loved the idea that he spoke from love and treating people from love. That's not incredibly realistic where we are right now, but it is so refreshing and so beautiful. And I mean, right now, because of Russia, Ukraine, I don't think Biden could say, can't you guys just hug it out? (laughs) Or like, I don't really think that's a viable opportunity to... uh, tactic to use so he made a comment he always quotes like the Dalai Lama he has these beautiful stories that I absolutely adore and he said everything will be okay in the end and if it isn't okay it isn't the end that's right so there's more push on so I thought oh you clever handsome man (laughs) I've been using that I love that one and I love that he's using it too I've been using that for 10 years and that's the my shorthand version of the same thing is it'll all work out in the end. So if it hadn't worked out, it's not the end. That's it. Yeah, I love Keep that. Keep going. Yep. Yeah. So if you're not where you want to be, well, press forward. Friend. Winston Churchill has a similar one. We've got it hanging up in a, ha- in a piece of artwork in the house, which I adore. And it says, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Your Don't goal stay is to get yes. through. Like, that's the whole point. I'm going through something right now. Well, your verbiage right now tells me that you know there's another side because you're going through it. Yeah. You're not, yeah. I'm stuck in hell. I mean, that might be your job, but a situation in your life that you're going through, I, I thought was super funny. Um, this weekend, I had a chance to spend some time, speaking of going through hell, just hey, hey, kidding. Hey, hey, love, hey, love, love. Hey, hey. I had the opportunity to spend time with my entire, almost entire in-law family. Holy shit biscuits. It gets worse, Uh, which was actually lovely. I had a a really nice time with every single one of them. Here's the worst part. Ready? I'm hosting a ritual (laughs) dinner in April. (laughs) That's where it turned to shit. They're all lovely and delightful and wonderful. And I I married great, super, uh uh-huh, until they say, you're fucked. Well, none of us can host Passover this year. And all hundred eyes turn to Missy sitting at the other end of the table. And I mean, I have the space for it. Yeah, that's it. I have the space <laughs> for it. You can make a kugel. I, I've heard your kugel is delicious. You don't get kugel on Passover? You cannot have kugel on Passover. All Why? the things that I would make are Chicken not food. kosher for Passover. They I are contraband. Oh, anything that had, yeah, it's it's anything leavened, anything that's, uh, yeah, it would be bad. I've been looking for matzah with egg, but nobody sells them. All the Ooh, matzah egg is matzah, super- only a matzah I'll buy. So the regular markets are selling, and even the bougie markets are just selling wide ranges. There's gluten-free matzah. And yeah. I'm like, really? <sighs> I know what that's called. Paper. Like, what do you eat? No, it's cardboard. <laughs> what, it's thicker. It's that's, cardboard. <laughs> card stock. Like, what do you, yeah, yes, why are we, it stop it. <laughs> Tree bark. So, yeah, I haven't actually bothered to look at any kind of a specialty store, but in all of my normal stores and bougie stores, I always go to, they have all of the Jew displays like yeah. up front now or on an end cap, sort of like da 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 da. Let's see. Even though it's not, even yeah. though it's not for a month, it's a month away. So by the time we get there and I leave the house to shop, I'm gonna be like, where is everything? I did find the Joyva jelly rings that are covered in that yes. dark chocolate. Oh, sure, uh, sure. Uh, you like those? I love those. I put them in the fridge, and the way the chocolate cracks over the gelatin in the middle but obviously it's not gelatin or it wouldn't be kosher spending all that time with family I sat at a table with the youngest being my daughter and the oldest being my in-laws and we were talking about we were at a a luncheon for Stuart's niece who matched uh, with a residency she'll be in New Jersey in a family practice residency so it was congratulations quick question on match day is that the same day nationally or is it sort of okay yeah, they actually ran a news story about yeah. Match Day today or whatever this past weekend. And I was so surprised to see it. I don't ever remember this being sort of like the annual turkey trot. Like they had they had an on-location Match Day with all the, the folks running to get their letters at Wake Forest University. Like this was the news of the day. I was like, that's kind of cool. I wish that it's they... It's awesome. I wish they did make it like the Easter hunt every year where it's like, let's go get that letter. So it was very Let's go cute. see where you're spending the next three, right. four, five years of your life. And how let's much check. money am I spending? Yeah, we... Yeah. yeah. Let's see if whoever... 
whomever I loved loves me back. So her and match, did it go the way she wanted? Is she thrilled or is she happy? I think she got happy? her fourth choice. Okay, good. But, That's a uh, choice. Yeah. They see. They just want to make sure that you match because if not, after Friday where they do the match, there's a scramble, right? There are people who didn't like any of the candidates and then there's a re-scramble. Where can I go? Where can I go? Who who will hire me? And it's it's very nerve-wracking and upsetting to think that you might not match. So Monday they tell you, you matched and you don't get to find out where until Friday. So Monday you're like, ah, I didn't match. So it's a, see, <laughs> I didn't match. See, it's a panic and it's a race. But this is the craziest fucking scenario. It's it's this the way how, it's this, been. This is the way doctors are made. This, this is, is how, how we do it, kids. Mandalorian. This yep. is how. This is the way. This is the way, right? Um, so sitting at this table with my mother-in-law and my daughter. My mother-in-law keeps saying things like, times are so different. I can't believe that X, Y, Z. Fill in the audacious millennial bullshit here. Um, she said, and I'm, <laughs> I'm even using words that I would never have used before. Oh. So we all like freeze a little because. To quote my great good friend, Melissa, I need a list of words <laughs> that you would never use before, you are using now. You would think that that would be the next question. Are they words like, thank you? Hey, <laughs> no, <grandma>. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, grandma, what on earth are you dropping now that you didn't drop before? But no, not my daughter. She says what? Like, cunt? <laughs> God. <laughs> what? We're sitting at a luncheon, a beautiful luncheon. And to my mother-in-law, my daughter, deadpan, Light blue eyes to light blue eyes right at each other and says, what, like, cunt? <laughs> my hand flew over my mouth. My jaw hit the table. And I I sat there frozen thinking, what did Nana say? Who knows she's mine? <laughs> Wait a minute. This is only family. It's clear she's mine. And, and my mother-in-law said, no. <laughs> Uh, no not not yet dear and then we all just like my brother-in-law couldn't believe what he heard my sister-in-law was holding her forehead my husband was uh, just we were all that is like ultimate record scratch every eye turned I really think other tables like turned around to look at us she's a very bright and precocious young woman so the next question (laughs) follows yeah she did this for fucking effect she She had to have she did not she did not do this out of what word would she use hmm is it cunt like she didn't just (laughs) you know could you pass the cunt please cunt 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 no no she did this for how can i shock the people at the table shock and awe she went for shock and awe and everybody who could hear were like and then grandma eventually said, I was thinking, fuck. <laughs> oh. oh. And I'm like, best that's my girl. Both of ever. you. <laughs> that's my girl. I was thinking, fuck. Not dickhole. No. But I got to tell you, I didn't. I wasn't the one. I'm a foul mouth fucker. You are. I, that's true. You are. I was not the one who initiated, participated. Oh. All oh. I did was react. I just sat there like. These two women in our family, the oldest and the youngest, hmm, look at this. <laughs> this is my family. <laughs> I fit in perfectly. Oh, my Lord and my God. I fit in perfectly. I got to tell you, that girl's going places. I'm really excited. Has she fully, I've been thinking about her quite a bit, actually, to do a dog leg here. Wait, what does your husband call her? I know Edgar. What does your husband call her? Oh, she maintains pride of place and okay, proper proper you. naming hierarchy. Has she made her full and favorite decision for where she is going to study for the next little stretch of time? Or are we still debating? It's not our debate. The way this system is working is against us. I think the smarter the kid, the more the college fucks with them. With Sounds well, good. We'll let you know end of March, middle of April. <laughs> Wait, so what's, those are two what's, different things. What's she waiting on? Does she she has? Here's what I need to know. Without, I'm not asking you to divulge things publicly that you don't wish to talk about. We've not discussed this at all. So right. my suspicion is she's been invited to attend a wide range of institutions. I presume she has put them, the ones she's received these invitations from, in some kind of a pecking order. 
So that's what we did in our house. Of the folks who said yes, I would go in this order. One, two, three, whatever the thing. And I'm really waiting for my first and favorite best choice or from additional information, who's going to give me more money might change the pecking order of one, two, three. Is that kind of where you are? Yes and no. She got into her safeties and she said, I don't want to fucking go there. I'm, I, don't, I don't want any of my safeties. Great. Flush them. Well, well, suck a dick because your safeties are other people's, most people's reach schools. So suck a dick. That These doesn't matter. Who cares about schools, that? So what? Oh, stop rolling your eyes. It's her future, mama. A safety well, is a safety is a safety. So we haven't even gone to see the universities from whom we have not yet heard because she doesn't want to get attached to a school she doesn't get into. Totally understandable. And now they're not telling us till the beginning of April. I think Ivy Day is March 31st, to be honest. I don't know what that is. That's not our That's when all the path. Ivy schools let you know. The <clears throat> Ivy Day. They give their decisions. So, so is the reality that schools in that tier, and specifically the Ivy tier, because there's schools that are... We both know, I don't really agree, but there's schools that are better than the Ivy League that aren't technically in the Ivy League. Schools that are designated in the old Ivy League all prescribe to a age. sort of, in this, they're going to have an announcement day and they do everything all at the same because a lot of times they're trading the same candidates. So I yes. think that's part of why. And that's that's later than everyone else. That happens in May, I guess, are you saying? That's it, No, that's March 31st. And really, <clears throat> oh, I, excuse I me. said okay. to her, what wait list really is, is remember for your bat mitzvah, we had a B list because we found out our venue couldn't hold all the people we wanted to invite and we already committed to the venue. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that. fun. That, that felt great. That was a lovely time for you. So we invited people a little early. That's what they're doing. We're the B list right now. And they don't realize that on paper, one thing, but in, in person, you're not shy to yell cunt at a nice luncheon. So... They don't realize what they're missing yet. So let's let's show them a little more. So we're going to wait to hear about wait lists. But she has a couple from whom she's heard nothing. Crickets. When so, did she apply? Was this the first batch or was this regular admission? Regular. Meaning, okay, well, then it's regular not. It's still, it's still kind of. It's kind of too soon. Kind of. This was March was awful for us. The oldest applied first tier slash you know, middle of the road early. So he had the majority of his applications were already in, in the mail before October 1st. And we got acceptances before the end of the year. And the one school he wanted to go to, their timeline was, we don't even tell you if we're going to interview you until January. And then after the interview, we don't tell you if we've accepted you until sometime in March. Ugh. And if you recall, because I feel like the entire podcast year was devoted to this because it was the only thing in our entire, you know, mind space at that time, he received his acceptance into this program on the last day of the week. They said they would make the acceptances on Friday at 5.15 p.m. Via email, electronic refresh. He that came downstairs. So he they was don't in have tears. To the phone when people call. He was not they in tears, to... but he was in he was in boy stress. He was he was, you know, we were trying to hide the nerves, and at a certain point, nerves turn into a stony reality. It's Friday at four o'clock, and you've heard nothing all week, and you've heard nothing for months, and maybe it's time to just start thinking about. You're going go. to Clemson. Yeah. So right. anyway, uh, so Let we're go. <laughs> you're going to Auburn. Yeah. So the um, all great schools. So like, that's the other thing. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Oh, poor you. You have so to go to he, reach schools for everybody else. He came else. down the stairs into the kitchen, corner of the counter, held up his phone. And I said, now, just to be sure, is there any chance? Have you checked a spam folder? Is there any chance it could have gone somewhere else? He says, I have been. And he was pissed. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. Like, I get in addition that. to mom standing here facing my disappointment, she's now asking me, are you too incompetent to see if you maybe got to know? Right. If you so he goes, he in? goes, yeah, I've been checking it every 15 minutes all day. Look. And he pressed refresh on his phone and the fucking alert popped up. Congratulations. <laughs> You've been accepted into your top choice program. We'd like for you to. And we're like, and you're what? like, hey, asshole, <laughs> look again. <laughs> I paid that bill in 43 minutes because I was like, it better not be a mistake. We're fucking getting them in your pay. We did the same thing, <laughs> but we did it in October. <sighs> so well, this from October till now has yeah. been 
fucking it's, torture. It takes forever. And th- so this month, I remember it was such a slog the month. But then it it honestly turned into a whole. Well, for us, it it was great and fantastic. We had other kids who were, you know, trying to get the named scholarship at this place or sitting on a panel to go out and talk to people at Stanford, all the things, right? Big deal schools that were not in our waiting to get into Michigan for their engineering program, like difficult things to fucking do. So, and they just waited and waited and waited. And some of them, I want to say it really went all the way until May. I, there was um, some, there was some Duke scholarship that was some ridiculously small. I mean, it's the other thing is there, a lot of the schools that the kids want to go to, there and that they're qualified to go to they're still competing against two to three thousand other kids who are equally exceptional who are equally exceptional and then they're competing again like you've beat out the sixty thousand people who gave it a shot but guess what there's still a good thousand kids who you maybe can't hang with either. Like they're still sizing the number ones up against the number ones. And then ones. the so athletes and the requirements and all the other slots that are filled. And some of the colleges to which she applied are tiny liberal arts colleges. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they're only taking 1,300 people. Right. And thirty-five to 50,000 people yep. applied. Yep. I mean, I don't care that all of your grades and numbers and stats are perfect for this school that's great I got a conversation I had a conversation I think it was with Tom where he said you know I know a kid who didn't get into Amherst College and got into Harvard of course and I said yeah you're like the hundredth person to give me a story like that can you not share shit like that with me and talk it to the fa- mouth kid who yelled cunt at a family luncheon well she's I don't, the one you need to talk to I don't know if Michigan is still on the radar I know it was somewhere in in the running for you guys and I'll say this Michigan is notoriously awful in their selection process we know several kids who one who got into Yale who was waitlisted at Michigan Jesus so it's like okay <laughs> I get it and the other the other thing is Love the school that you love. There sometimes are schools that are just way better, frankly, recognized on all the lists and all the accomplishments in the major, in the thing that you are known for that the public hasn't caught up with yet. So sometimes you just, you want to go to the place that you want to go and great, do everything you can to go there. But it's not always the best thing for you. So it's it's just an awful dating scenario where you've decided who you're in love with and now, weirdly, all of the power is in their court to say, let's see if I think you're worthy of my love. It's not, Never it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this way. But it's, we, you know, and ha- here, let's just flip it all the way around on its fucking head. How exciting that in our tiny little subsection of the, of the culture, excuse me, how exciting that we are so, ex- anticip- we anticipate education we are we are focused and excited and hungry to pay to learn that we are so excited for the opportunity for a better learning environment no they do see they but they're that's how they're behaving so it doesn't matter how they see it okay the reality is they're doing exactly what what they should be doing is that they are they are desperate for better opportunities for themselves i mean fuck that's the american dream in, in action i love it I love it. They're not desperate for the new shoes on TikTok, right? They're staying awake at night because they are hoping to have a seat on the boat that's going to take them to this next level of their future. And that's a good thing. As hard as it is to be hopeful in times like these, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I do. I do like that. I never thought about it that way of of the uh, drive to get into a higher learning situation. They, I don't think they see it that way, but that is what it is. And whether or not... Um, my son realizes it while he's away at the University of Pittsburgh. He has friends who are like, okay, it's study hours now. So it's part of the culture. It's baked into the culture there. Right. Could you find a culture on campus which is just drink and get high? <laughs> Fuck yes. How could you not? How could you not? <laughs> um, Welcome to my culture. Speaking of your culture, I have a question for you. Bring it. I had a conversation with my friend Susie about a cookie swap. Oh, I like Susie already. Uh, well, I love Susie. So wait, that's a Christmas thing? Fuck no. 
That's what I want to know. Could it be any time of year? Well, let me ask you. Do you breathe in and out every day? As often as I can. Sometimes, I really. think that's the right answer. As often as I can. I think cookies should be treated with a similar focus. As often as you can, cookies. Why are we relegating them to holidays? There but do are, people relegate them to just holidays? Is that, I think well, I stupid people do. I mean, we have Easter cookies. We have hamantaschen. So we have Jewy cookies. Yes. Chewy, Jewy cookies that are delightful, yes. right? Yes. <clears throat> I've seen some ugly ass hamantaschen. I feel really sad for these Jews. I mean, is it a difficult cookie to make? It kind of is, but only because you have to know how to pinch the corners and keep a triangle. And once you figure it out or once you master it, it's easy as hell. Uh, it looks so sad for these folks. Okay. Why did so, they open up and look like vulvas? No, they were. Okay. Yeah. Now. I, yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's not any good either. You see either. it? <laughs> I can't unsee it. Is the number Vulva one. Vulva cookies. And that's the title of this podcast. <laughs> so my point to you is, when is a bad time for cookies? Oh, no, no. There is no bad time for cookies. Bingo. I, I want to know when I can tell six friends to bring over seven dozen, six right dozen now, cookies. Right now, today, this afternoon. How long does it take time. them to cook it? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. There are fucking, I I, it's hard to have it come out of my mouth. There are keto cookies. No. There are cookies for every occasion. No. Cookies. Even the word. It usually annoys me, but I'm going to embrace it. Cookie. It's so dumb. You have to have them always, every time, every second. Let's After, go. I love cookies. After our brunch for Stuart's, my niece's match, we drove down to the shore. So the three of us popped in the car Yay. and we went to the beach. The beach house. Very excited. There's a little tiny cafe. Four houses down from us. Four houses to the left is a cafe. Four houses, seven houses to the right is a sand and ocean. This is why we know it's perfect. So walking in there, they make the best peanut butter cookies ever. No. Oh. And I'm a connoisseur of peanut butter cookies. No, the world's best peanut butter cookies are my favorite cookies ever. Because shitty peanut butter cookies are everywhere. To make a peanut butter cookie properly, once you have it, I feel like you can never let that person go. Even if they're bad for you, even if they're emotionally damaged, you have to keep that person in your life. I think I like all peanut butter cookies in general. Kind of like I love pizza and even bad pizza is still fucking pizza. Mm. But and not worth the calories. Some of them are not worth the calories, but peanut butter cookies are good. This one was soft to the chew, and then it kind of stuck in your teeth a little, and you had to move them back and forth to move it out. And I started to cry when I ate it, and I said, these are amazing. And he said, they are. Are you sitting? I know you are. They're like gluten-free. What? How is that possible? They were so good. I want to slap that cookie to the earth now. I I don't like it anymore. I know. I know. It's a very difficult concept in your head to know that you are better because you could eat gluten and you can enjoy all the cookies, but yet you are reaching to the uh, the kids' table and picking up a limited ingredient cookie. (sighs) But if you think about it, some of the best cookies I've ever made, never for day two, only right out of the oven, were for... um, my friend James, who was girl-friendly, gluten-free, it was a recipe for peanut butter cookies that included an egg, sugar, peanut butter, and chocolate chips. It was four ingredients, and I threw that shit together and threw it on a baking sheet, and it came out as complete. It's just warm peanut butter with chocolate. No. And it was it has amazing. To have, but the... All right. I mean, there I, was no flour. I trust your expertise in this area. I mean, there's no doubt. But you have to it. eat it right away. It's not tomorrow. It's not a tomorrow cookie. It's a right no, now. No. Yes. Uh, my point to you is what's holding it together? The flour, and I would venture to say an extra portion of some butter or something along these lines, is going to give that outer crispness. I want the outer. I want the peanut oh, butter cookie you. when you pick okay. it up to be. It's weird. It needs to be light and yet dense at the same time. So you pick it up and it's not a physically heavy in your hand cookie. It doesn't feel like it weighs very much, but it has a density to it. It has a heft to it so that when you bite it, 
there's almost a crunch and a crackle like a good bread. Just on the outside, right? And then your teeth sink into yeah, the peanut sink. butter layer. Oh, and that clings seen. to your teeth and starts to fill your mouth with joy. And then you sink all the way through and you get a little bit of that extra crunch again. And now it's all in your mouth. Yeah, and yeah, magically, yeah. sometimes there is some yeah. stray sugar crystals that had been adorned to the top. Sometimes there's a salted half of a shelled peanut that found its way in there for a little extra textural Ooh. crunch and a little kinkiness. And now you just can't figure out how to get more of it in your face faster. Fast enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how can I? I was shocked and thrilled and I, I love this place. And my daughter said, well, why don't I apply there for this summer job? Because it's so close to the house. Is she going to live there the entire summer? I think she's going to work. I think she's going to live and work at the beach this summer. Where are you going to live and work? Well, I'm going to live. <laughs> my dogs are my work. So I'm going to probably go back and forth between here and the beach. What? Okay. Maybe the beach. I don't know. I have not decided. I don't like the idea of a 17-year-old living in a house all by herself down there. So. I thought that was a little surprising that, that Mama Bear uh, Brilliant was going to say, fly, be free, go direct to the shore. Well, wow. she's going to be on. Well, she's next fully door. capable. She's fully capable. But it's also like, what? Okay. The super smarties. Tell me if you feel this. The super smarties have no common sense. Do you have that in your house? Yeah. 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 So as yeah. much as I think this brilliant child could absolutely live at the shore by herself my other thought is does she know how to do I know she knows how to do laundry does she know how to if she hears a beep from everything is new in this house if you leave the dishwasher open it beeps if you leave the drink fridge open there's a beep there's a different beep pattern cadence for every single machine and door in our home and the alarm the everything so will she know what that is no if a light won't go, no. So I don't think she should be left by herself. But luckily, her father lives for that place. And he and I will go back and forth and, and we'll probably keep it populated. Plus, I want to bring friends down there this summer and I want to play. I so. think it's all great. I mean, a couple of nights alone, you know, punctuated with dad's here for three days and mom's here for six days with or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm here for four days, but then they're back again. I mean, that's very different than spending the summer at the beach alone times. We had, I told you, my son did come down that week of his spring break with a friend to the beach. And he, his friend wrote us a thank you note. Really? Now, I and he even put you, together chairs for you. That's very kind. I put him to work. Yeah. And, he, and yes, he still sent us a thank you note, which was so lovely. It was like the nicest Maybe second only to ones you have sent. Oh, um, you definitely write the nicest thank, thank you, you notes ever. I'm so and out of I practice. I want to tell you, uh, I'm I'm on both sides with this. I absolutely think it is incredibly important to write a thank you note for people to know that you are appreciative for something they did for you, to you, near you, in honor of you. Is it's part of that in person thing? It's part of that specific being grateful for an acknowledgement of I love that meanwhile don't do anything nice for me I don't want to write thank you notes anymore like don't nobody 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 please I beg you but I will insist on doing nice things for other people and when thank you notes like this come in I was in tears because first of all his friend's name is Sammy which is they joined Sammy also the fraternity and oh like, for God's you, sake Sammy at Sammy no did you recruit him for this honey and his last name, and he, I said, everybody calls you, Sam, how about Samuel, Sam? Like, you're, you're fucking 18, 19 now. Like people still calling you Sammy? So he said, yeah, I prefer it. I said, you got it, Samuel. And <laughs> the, the uh, return address said, Sammy Davis. Oh, my gosh. You stayed under my roof for five nights, and I did not know your name was Sammy Davis. I would have had so much fun with that. <laughs> I would have had so, so he wrote the most beautiful thank you, and, and that makes me grateful that my son is finding people at school who are who were raised right, number one, and who, who still do this and who are just so warm and, and, yes, two thumbs up, big fan, don't do anything nice for me unless – I'll write you a thank you note right now if you would like to send peanut butter cookies either to Pennsylvania or North Carolina. <laughs> I think instead of Patreon, we should just get a P.O. box. 
Ooh. How about I that? Like the, well, are people going to send us weird things? I like I audit, I immediately go to the idea that people who would listen to this show go ahead. would find yeah. joy yeah. in sending us yeah. wildly inappropriate matter. And who would appreciate it more <laughs> than Dick in a box, us. Dick in a chocolate dick. <laughs> All yes. right. I am contemplating getting a P.O. box what? so that on. No. you guys can express your love and joy for us. Because clearly, uh, email's not your preference. I feel like they're looking for more ways to reach out to us because the ones we've we've offered are overflowing. They're just <laughs> yes, they're they're there's they need more ways to connect. All with right, us. <laughs> DL, dear listener, <laughs> would you like us to get a P.O. box so that you can share baked goods and pornographic toys? With us, you know that's what they're going to send. It's going to be an entire box full of dildos. I'm sorry, dicks really capture my attention. All right, I have a question. Do you? How will you know you did a good job with your children? What do they need to be able to do for you, or accomplish, or or? Is there is there an end point when I'm actually going to get this information, or am I? So I was thinking. Precapping instead of a recap, I'm doing a precap. You're precapping. Yes, yes. I have a girlfriend who both of her parents are deceased, and she's an only child. She has no aunts and uncles really. If they if they she has them, they're in Israel. They're they're in Michigan. They're far far away. I fucking adore her, and she's all alone in this world. And she needed to buy a new car. I feel like with no guidance and with no real good math sense <laughs> she's and an understanding of leasing and buying and and brand new versus certified pre-owned and all the things and the bullshit and the extras and the msrp all the stuff involved she's kind of on her own and i asked my husband to call her and talk to her about a couple of things I feel like I am I'm good with my kids. I always feel like cancer is going to come and take me. It's just a fear that I have, but I don't I can't look it in the eye. I can't cope with, I can't deal with until my children have reached certain milestones, right? Certain things that they need to be able to do that's going to allow me with a clear head to step back and say my job okay. here is okay. done. So the topic the topic at hand is when, dear lord, might I die easy? That's that's what this has been spun into. I, my work here is done if these children can scrub a toilet or clean out the lint trap, perhaps negotiate a car deal. Is that, is that one of the purchase of a car? Okay, okay. Things I want to see and know. These are marks of adulthood for you. These are these are achievement. Are. These are milestone. Yeah. Childhood successfully a, achievement unlocked. Here are the keys. My other one <laughs> to is, your new car. My other one is <laughs> to see them loved in return thank Maybe you what about like mix a martini like yeah dance a waltz something things they're supposed to know how to do i don't so. care about the waltz Stuart and i cannot dance when we dance it is both funny and disturbing so i don't mind that but i want to see them love which i feel like i will be able to see because that's just the world the way the world goes but to be loved passionately in return maybe even loved more um, is is my benchmark. And then as my girlfriend called me and was like, I don't know what to do about a car. What do I do? I need that. I'm like, call your pit. Oh, call your, no, no, there's, no, there's nothing. So I want them to be able to do these life, I don't know, these, these life milestones to be able to know that they can get past. Look, I can't deal with my daughter being disappointed. It is brutal <laughs> And it is so I need her to be one who doesn't just yell cunt in a crowded place. You know, you ever play that game penis with your friends like you say it, somebody else says it louder and then somebody else has to say it louder and it just gets louder and louder. Or is that just a camp thing? I don't think that's actually a game. Oh, oh, I've never heard of such a thing. And I'm starting to get I'm starting to get a reason as to why the cunt bomb (laughs) happened at brunch, because these aren't games. This is not right. a game. You're going to be sorry. What, what, Dear what? listener, I need you to chime in now and tell Amy Fugazi that okay. the penis right. game is a real game. Number one, if there is such a thing as a penis game, 
It doesn't involve just saying it. That's number one. Can I help you, campers? Okay. Number two, no. That's the number two on the list. No. Yes, it's not a of thing. Course. Penis. All right. Penis. Penis. That's louder and louder. And usually it's always in a crowded place. It's always where you initiate it. But I remember starting it at camp, oh. but I think I brought it back to my Is this the same sort of school? thing where this is another one that you really love? I don't. Is this the same thing where you got to be the last clap in the auditorium? <laughs> I fucking hate that juvenile shit. I don't even like it when I the do children do, do it. I super don't like it when the adults do it. Uh-uh. I only do it when my kids are there because you don't. You do it with them. me. You don't. You always do it. You do it. You do it on fucking Broadway. You do it. And you and you giggle when you do it. And I'm like, we just paid six thousand dollars to sit here, and you're going. <laughs> after every after everyone the, and the guys up on stage are like thank you thank you for coming thank you olds. melissa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my shit. thank you note to them that's what is it that is what it's it my is? thank you is note. that what it is they would prefer a written note see the earlier segment maybe i'm just here so are there you. things you need to know that your kids could do on your on their own i've i've watched them over the last two years cook with you for you near you i've watched yep. them hit like really important uh fagazi family milestones I don't know if they know how to make the camel cookie and to appropriately put eyes on it and maybe one red hot. They've been instructed and everyone knows what a pain in the ass it is. So they don't actually do it. I think that might be a thing where you have to just decide later in life when I am no longer here or anyone else is here to do it, that you are going to pick up the mantle and over many years develop your own poor poor level of expertise at it in the same way that there's a cookie my mom makes that I'll never make as good as she makes and I don't try and until she physically stops making them I don't even bother like I already know whenever that day comes fuck now I got 10 years I got to deal with that shit like I don't want to make them they're a pain in the ass and I'm glad my sister has a similar cookie all right tell so, me what does your mom make that's a the pit cells my my mother oh, makes yeah. pit cells then she makes them people don't know what a pit cell is because so if you've seen them in the supermarket there was no way that these things could ever be made or manufactured or sold in a fucking supermarket. What you're buying called a pizzelle in a supermarket is a fucking waffle. That's not it a pizzelle. It is a waffle, right? Okay? It's not see-through and no, melts in this, your mouth this, as it touches your This tongue. thing is thinner than a twill. You hold it up and the shape of it is a circle and it's got grooves all throughout it. It's made in a press akin to a waffle, right? Oh, I got another cookie episode. When you hold die. it up to, when you just hold it up, you see through it. And even though it's all one color, it has the illusion of stained glass because of all of those little tiny curls and the light is filtering through it. And it's so, so thin, but it's full and thick in the sense that it's Give not, me. it's not because it's holes in it, right? It is delicate and fine, and even the act of lifting it from the counter to your mouth sometimes will break it. I know you have the cookie lookbook. Is that part of what you think will be maturity or or? It's not, and what what is so well? What the reason that I'm slow walking my answer here is is partly because I don't really have an answer, but also because the thing that I find my response to this question and this line of let's think about it and have a response really centers on. The notion that you feel there's an endpoint and that you are still directly engaged in helping them be better versions of who they are. Both of those things I find intoxicating. I love that. And I don't, I don't, I'm not invested in that way. I don't feel like there will ever be a point when I feel as if our relationship has reached a a, a launching pad, right? Now go off and do your own thing. I, I feel like they're in various stages. All of them are doing their own thing now and I'm waving to them from the side going, here's what happens if you fall down. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not even I'm not even sort of in it. They're on their own paths of being their own person and I'm just trying to stay involved and keep up. So there's sort of that perspective and I don't think that will ever end and I also, at least as been the case with the two older so far, Every passing six months, I have a deepening relationship with them that deals with shit that is so much more important than anything I ever thought was important. All the stuff that I stressed about and was so worried about and so fixated and focused on have to do this thing. I mean, let's get this kid potty trained. Simple, basic shit. I would kill for those days. 
right? right. Those that were the was so days. fucking easy. Right. The things that felt like, you know, the, the milestones that were going by that, that felt like the weight of the world, that's nothing compared to navigating the professional world and COVID and brain space and emotions and girls and all of it, never the whole, the whole fucking thing. So there's that part. And I also have really just continued to, I keep taking step back, back, back where I'm just not involved in what they're doing in the way that it's more about reacting to what they're doing instead of training them to be prepared for what they're doing. I'm right? not talking about being involved in. I'm talking about knowing these are skills. I can I can die knowing that ABC. I'm always going to be a part of their lives as they've they're out on their own now as it is. Mallory came to me and said, "I wrote this essay for a scholarship and I was like, oh, well, I was knee deep in peanut butter cookie, but <laughs> so I was already had all of the endorphins racing and I'm like, she did it on her own. She's going to get a scholarship. <laughs> like I was thrilled. But there are things because I do assume that my and I know I'm not going to see everything. My parents aren't going to see everything and they actually have detached completely since 1999. They were done. But so for the last 22 ish years that they're they're all they're all like the what is it a dealer at Vegas clap wipe your hands right. you're out that's that's <laughs> what they did at my wedding they're like Croupier. and yep. we're done here I'm never <laughs> going to be done I want to be able to take their kids on Fridays and have the Thursday night sleepover I'll bring you to school like I want all of that as a grandparent as a supportive call me whenever you need me or to reassure you or tell you what's appropriate or answer any of those ma questions I always always but I know that my time is finite and maybe it's because I have that list of seven doctors I'm going to see in the next seven weeks that I'm feeling like okay dermatology you didn't find the cancer there I'm convinced in the back of my head I'm going to die so I don't I want to make sure that I see love and loved in return I want to make sure you have the basic skills of doing like buying a car or being able to negotiate something knowing your value I just, and knowing I the feel value like of other things I feel like in our house parenting is we're all in this speedboat and nobody's driving and we're just hanging on to the edges of it as it's careening toward the center of whatever water mass we're on that sounds so dangerous right so I don't really yeah so I don't really have this sense that I'm directing anything I just feel like I've got a little bit more knowledge than the rest of us careening toward death in the same boat and so it's like I I can help that's that's my role as a parent that's how I feel it is going on right we don't know what the fuck is coming or where we're going and we're all kind of in it together I've just got more life experience and a few more resources than you do. And maybe you're scared and I can help with that. That's it. So, so this notion of, so it, I'm honestly, I, I'm just inventing this analogy off the top of my head, but that's really kind of what it's like. And I see this fundamentally because you are a teacher. I think that you've approached this entire task in your life as something that you can direct and coordinate and frankly, that you are required to have some sort of lesson plan for, you know, all these things. Like I'm Try a creative my kid. It was yeah, impossible. I'm a creative. I don't I'm there's we're going to invent something together and then we're going to make it better and then we're going to improve on that. Like that's just it's this constant creation and, and co-creation involving it. Hopefully um, we'll both generate something that we're really proud of at the end of this. Right. E in equal measure. So it's a very different approach to it. And it's also because I'm completely unqualified and have not done the requisite learning. <laughs> and I'm sort of skating past any of the consequences of not doing any of the requisite learning. The things that I had hoped for that they would learn by certain ages and stages, they completely failed to do. And it, I carried much of that around for a good many years as a huge failure on my shoulders. And then I would kind of come to terms. And I'm talking about things like this. Proper handwriting. Proper handwriting has been a big one for many years in my life. And I carried that around as you will be judged. You are an embarrassment to me. This is a cultural lack that we, I want you to look as if your handwriting came from a specific place, as if, 
I wonder what did that for you? Made you think handwriting is a it's a benchmark of something that represents it's a, it's akin to um politeness, it's akin to using manners, it's akin to, you Thank know, you notes, yeah. subject verb agreement in speech. It's okay. just it's just one of those markers that is easily it's just a quick and easy way to separate everybody immediately. And you, who does that separation? Who do you think looks at people's every handwriting single and says, person who looks at handwriting knows in, in immediately the entire background of the person that they're talking to, from if you write your name, if you write a sentence, a hundred fucking percent. And it's I'm sorry if that feels you know ableist, classist, judgmental. Yeah, it fucking is because I guarantee you're doing it too. When you look at handwriting, it is a marker of the background of the person who wrote it. You can decide how you're going to use that information, but information is conveyed nonetheless. And yeah, my children write. You are. My children are write as if they are serial killers <laughs> with severe <laughs> mental illness. Both, both, and it is enraging to me they absolutely can and should do better and I thought about it and I came up with ways around it and forced them into classes to sort of fix this and all the rest of it and on and on and on and then it just sort of wasn't happening and two things happened one I got I made a choice somewhere silently that it was not worth my extra effort and involvement and therefore not worth my attention to worry about that outcome. And in equal measure, I decided that that outcome is not more important than other uses of our time right now. Fighting to get that outcome was not as valuable as having that outcome. And it was a fight. There was no other way. It was going to be a huge knockdown drag out fight to improve nominally that part of their lives. And I just stopped and then a couple of years away from it, I'm still very unhappy about it every day and I will be to my grave. That's not ever, it's not, I've never gotten over it, nor will I. And yet, at the same time, I've accepted the idea that the amount of effort and energy it would take for me to impact any kind of improvement is such a waste of my time for their benefit and mine, I'm moving on. And, and they I don't even like, see it as a benefit and I, because... Well, they're, and they're, they don't even know that any of this exists other than there were entire summers where every morning we wake up and we're going to have calligraphy practice, which was really just printing your fucking letters, you terrible, terrible, stunted child. But in any event, right? So I, I kind of feel like I must have internalized that's what all of parenting is. At this point, if we all wake up and we have breath in our bodies and we're striving to do better than yesterday, I'm good. I'm good. Because I already know you're not going to you know, behave in this house or any house or any space you're in like a human that was raised with other humans. You're not going to be clean. You're not going to fold or treat your clothing or belongings with any kind of respect. You know, are you a good person? Yeah. Do you, do you have a soul that I'm proud of? Absolutely. Is your go-to move that you care about other people and justice and that you're going to fight for it even when that's uncomfortable? Yeah, that's, that's fundamentally who you are. Are you a sloppy, slovenly pig that I'm embarrassed of when you come in dripping also with your filth? Yes. Also, also, yes. yes. <laughs> also, yes. So if you're going to get the first 10 yeses, you have to accept the three other ones that are... I, the harder I, it's not that I accept it. The harder that I look at the negative outcomes, the clearer it becomes that it's my fault. And I just don't need that kind of blame in my life. So I try not to grade them too hard because I'm the reason they are the way they are. We have <laughs> friends who have three kids and their kids come home from school or from wherever and they say, how can I help? to their mother who's in the kitchen either typing something or cooking something. I don't have the kids that say, how can I help? Right. Do right. I have the kids that would see grandma cooking in the kitchen and say, how can I help? Yeah, I think I have those kids, but they have no desire to help me. And they've, but they do know the right thing that tells me they choose not to do it in our, but how do you get kids? Are you mean? Are you what? Like what? I, I missed the boat on so many things, so I have definitely jumped in the speedboat. I will be a part of whatever's going on in this crazy thing we call life. Tell me when you need me, and I am not – before, super controlling. There was a lesson plan. You listened to baby <laughs> Einstein. You absolutely we, – we sang it together. You did it together. I talked to you all the time. My kids are very verbal because I was their 
communication partner. I was it. Like I constantly asked their opinions on things that grownups don't give a fuck about kids' opinions on anything. We had 60 seconds at the counter where for 60 seconds they could say any of their thoughts, no matter how silly they thought they were, dirty, uh, funky, whatever it was, for 60 seconds they could say anything that happened in their head. They could tell there were no repercussions to anything, no lectures, no stories, no nothing. Until they hit an age where <laughs> I murdered a homeless man today. Yeah, she called him a hobo, but yes, that's that's how it came out. Uh, 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 uh. The worst things you heard something at school, you don't really know what it means. 30, 60 seconds at the ca- that was their opportunity. I always gave. I don't know. I I don't think for a long time I judged my parenting, and now that I'm not parenting as much, but just like slowly directing like moving to the left to or sharing an eyebrow or whatever it is I'm a happier person yeah I mean you're you're moving out of and this was something that it's interesting it's coming up here in this context in a professional group that I'm in there was a wild and and heated debate over coaching versus consulting versus teaching versus training that they were all four unique and separate and different things. I've done and, them all. Yeah. And the, and the reality was teaching is very different than training. And there was a third one in there that I don't remember what the hell it was. But um, and I, I feel like maybe you're moving from a situation where whichever one of those feels like what you were doing as an as an early parent. Yeah. I think now you are firmly in the consulting coaching area. I, I love this new role that I'm in. Because it's as advisor, really. I don't know where that fits in your coach or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have any skin in that game. I agree. Advisor. Great I'm like an advisor. And when I say going to my alma mater with, I don't know, a nice scholarship, like making it in-state tuition for us because I went out of state. So going there with money and getting into the honors program is a really sweet fucking deal. And my kid turns to me and says, I would never do that. You went there. I have to take a moment and think she's thinking for herself. Of course, the thinking she's doing is fucking stupid because there's a great university in an honors program with money that she should be have she should be saying yes to, but we're going to wait for to be disappointed by three other schools who are going to literally break her heart. I'm going to have to sew it back together. It's going to crack in half. I'm going to have to crack a chest. I feel so supported and positive moving into this optimistic phase of our life. Fuck that. All right. 30 seconds of Amy. Let's oh, see. wow. Hard in, pivot. Okay. In, in the next 30 seconds, I would like you to give me. Yes. Flavors, not brands. Got it? Flavors, a not flavor, brands. Flavor, not Kinds brand. of soup. Go. Beef with barley, vegetable, minestrone, tomato, bisque, clam chowder, corn chowder, potato chowder, chicken, chicken noodle, chicken with stars, chicken with rice. Beef broth, consomme, pumpkin, butternut squash, red bell pepper, gazpacho, fuck, 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 soup, 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 vichyssoise, leek soup. Fuck. Stop, stop, I didn't say vegetable soup. Why is that minestrone? Okay. I'm sorry, vegetarian. You kicked fucking ass on I that did? one. I didn't feel like I had any. You got 20. Oh. Well, it's something I know. <laughs> you got 20. I probably could have given you eight. That's not true. I would be like broccoli cheddar, chicken noodle. Oh, matzo- I didn't even say broccoli cheddar. Matzo ball. And that's right. I didn't like, even say matzo ball. Yeah. I think all the chicken should be lumped into one. I should get reduced credit. Every time I take this quiz, I want to make my performance worse. Why nope, do I do I'm that? taking. Well, there were a couple where you repeated, I mean, chowder. You said chowder. Then you said clam well, chowder. Well, clam chowder, chowder is different than corn chowder. Is different. Corn chowder. I mean, there is no such thing as potato chowder. Foot chowder. I mean, whatever. <laughs> chowder. And I said it wrong. Foot anyway. chowder. Foot chowder? Uh, you're That's foot chowder. Okay, good. I'll also, dear listener, if there's a 30 seconds you'd like to hear from Amy, send me the topics, and I would be happy to follow through with you. Go suck <laughs> a dick. Unless you like dick, and then no dick for you. 